Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. You know, a couple of days ago, I received an email from a complete stranger, someone I've never met or heard of before. And this is not unusual. I receive dozens and dozens of emails every day from companies trying to sell me stuff and a lot of spam emails. You probably receive similar emails all the time. But this email I received uh, was, was different. And here's how it was different. First of all, she started off in a very friendly way saying that she had saw a video of me on the internet talking about how I'm an avid cycler that I often, in the middle of the day, in order to uh, clear my head and recharge my creative batteries, that I will often go out on my bike for about a half hour or an hour and just ride around the neighborhood and how much I enjoy that. And she says that she does exactly the same thing. She, She introduced herself. She said she was a graphic designer and that she also is an avid cycler and she does a similar thing. And then in her her email, she went on to say that she specializes in social media design, doing Facebook backgrounds and doing uh, Twitter backgrounds. And she has this, uh, she wrote an article with some tips on how to strategize and do social media design better. And she wanted to know if I would like a copy. Now, she understood that I was a copywriter, not a graphic designer, but she thought I'd be interested. And I said I was. And she sent me this, this article. And I didn't realize it at the time, but what she was actually doing was prospecting. She was hoping to connect with me, introduce herself and her services to me in a friendly, authentic, positive way, in the hopes, I imagine, that eventually I would be able to either refer some of my clients to her graphic design services or perhaps use her graphic design services myself. So what she actually sent me was a prospecting email. And it was a very good prospecting email because it was genuine, authentic, friendly, short. It followed all the guidelines, all the best practices of an effective email prospecting piece. And in this case, it worked for her. In fact, it worked so well that when I received her email and read it and replied to it, I didn't get a sense at all that she was prospecting to me. I got a sense that she was connecting and engaging with me. And that made all the difference with her approach to prospecting to me. So that's what what I want to talk to you about this week is give you some tips and strategies for using email uh, as a way to introduce yourself to brand new prospects, what we call email prospecting. So let's get started with the first tip. And actually, I have 10 tips and strategies for you today. But let's get started with the first one. Number one, This isn't email marketing. That's probably the most important guideline of all. We're not talking about email marketing here when we're talking about email prospecting. Let me tell you the difference. Email marketing is when you have a list of people that you have that have signed up to receive emails from you. Uh, They sign up for a special report and perhaps you're sending them a series of pre-written follow-up emails or they're on your list and you're sending them a regular newsletter or some regular tips, 
That is email marketing. And you're writing one email and you're sending that one email, the same email, to everybody on your list. And as a B2B writer or copywriter, you probably do some email marketing for your clients. You probably write their email marketing pieces. But that's not what I'm talking about here. That's not email prospecting. And I can't emphasize that enough. You are not writing one prospecting email and then sending that same email out to everybody or just lightly customizing it and sending the same email out to everybody who have who has not signed up to receive emails from you because that's spam. <laughs> that is, that's something you don't want to do. You get yourself into a lot of trouble and it doesn't work when it comes to email prospecting. Remember what you're doing here. You are introducing yourself and your services to someone in the marketplace who may have an interest in, in working with you as a copywriter or a business writer. So you want to make sure that you have a, a very personal, customized email sent to them. So get, get the whole idea of email marketing out of your head. This isn't it. These are separate emails, each email different from the other one, uh, sent to very specific uh, prospects for your services. So number one, this isn't email marketing. Number two, you need to know to the rules. Um, there are very different rules in Canada and in different states in the United States and elsewhere in the world when it comes to sending emails. You want to make sure you understand the legislation. You want to make sure you understand the law so you know that you're not uh, getting yourself into trouble by sending a prospect an email, especially a prospect who you don't know and has not uh, signed up for anything on your website. You want to you wanna make sure you do this right, so familiarize yourself with the legislation. Uh, you you want to make sure you follow the rules, and you can get all that information on the internet and and find out about what you're able to do and what you're not able to do when it comes to sending emails out to uh, potential clients. So that's number two, know the rules. Number three, don't sell. Email prospecting is not a sales email. I know that may sound strange. I know because you want to sell your services, right? You want to sell yourself to potential clients. You want to motivate them and convince them that you are the best choice for their copywriting or B2B writing needs. That's natural. But the, the initial prospecting email is not the place for that. The purpose of a prospecting email is to introduce yourself to that particular person. So uh, a prospecting email is an introduction. It's not a sale. So do, do not get into a pitch regarding your services. Instead, focus on making an introduction. Of course, you can be very clear about what you do. You know, you are a copywriter specializing in startup software companies. You can say that in your email. Of course you can. But don't get into a lot of features and benefits and about uh, how you're the best there is and, and, and trying to sell them on your services. That You'll just turn them off and it'll look like spam. Your initial email, which is your prospecting email, should be focused on making an introduction. Just like that graphic designer did that I told you about a few minutes ago. She focused her email on making a friendly introduction about to, uh, of herself to me. And it worked. She never got into 
the features and benefits of her services. That may come later. I may contact her or as you know inquire into her services, and then she might start to sell herself, which would be which would be fine. But the initial email that you send to a, a new prospect, it's not the time to do that. Focus on making an introduction. So that's tip number three: don't sell. Tip number four: keep it short. I find more and more that when it comes to email prospecting, short emails are the best. And by short, I mean no more than half a page. So if you're writing this in Microsoft Word, for example, in a single space, try not to go beyond half a page. That's about a couple hundred words at most. That's not a lot, I know. But remember, you're focusing on making an introduction. You're not trying to sell yourself. If you were to meet someone at a networking event, for example, uh, let's say it's a brand new person that you're meeting at some networking event, you wouldn't walk up to that person and start jabbering on for five minutes before they even get a chance to speak when you haven't even met them yet. Of course you wouldn't do that. You would give them a short introduction first to try to get the conversation started. The same is true with email prospecting. You want to keep that initial email short Remember, it's just an an introduction, and it's all just to get the conversation started. So keep it short. Number five, and this is a very important tip, drop all attempts to create some kind of a template or a form email that you can cut and paste and send over and over and over again. That just doesn't work. Okay, remember, this isn't email marketing. Like I said earlier, this isn't writing a carefully composed email uh, and then blasting that out to a bunch of people. That's not what email prospecting is. Each email you send to a prospect should be highly customized and personal and individualized. Each email should be different than the other one because the prospect is different. Have you ever received one of those emails that pretended that they were customized, but you knew it was it was a form email. Uh, I receive those all the times, usually from uh, some SEO firms. Well, they'll start off by saying, "Hi, Steve. We've been. To, I, I went to your website, and your website is so great. And you have a lot of wonderful information. By the way, we're an SEO firm, and we can help you get to the top of Google. And you know, darn well, darn well that they did not go to my website and visit me. They're sending the same email uh, to everybody, and they're just pretending to make it customized to me. You can't." do that. Each email has to be a specific, specially written email just to that one prospect. And don't try to pretend to to make it seem customized. It genuinely has to be customized, fully customized. So like I said, get rid of any attempts to create some sort of a template for yourself or a form letter, form email for yourself. Focus on writing a special, unique message to each one of your one of your prospects that you're targeting. Believe me, that works much better. So that's number five. Number six is to be authentic, be natural, be conversational. And by the way, you don't have to uh, lie about the reasons why you're connecting with somebody. I, I received an email not too long ago by someone. It was clear he was using uh, a technique he had learned, um, and he was asking me 
to, uh, for my opinion. He said, I really like your opinion on such and such a, a topic because you're an expert in your field. But it's very clear that the reason why he was, he was asking for my opinion was that it was a sneaky way of prospecting to me, of a way to introduce his services to me. And he was doing this roundabout way of doing it. You don't have to do that. You can be direct. You can be authentic. In fact, it's perfectly okay to uh, to tell the prospect why you're contacting them. You can say, "Hey, I'm contacting you because I'm I would like to you know you're in my target market. I work with startup software firms like you, and I want to introduce myself and my services to you." There's nothing wrong with just being direct like that. Be authentic. Be natural. You don't have to lie. You don't have to use a lot of silly techniques. Okay, and and if you do that you'll get a much better response. Number seven, offer to send something helpful. That could be an article or a special report, or if you don't have something like that, maybe some information on your pricing and your current project turnaround times. In fact, if you don't have a content offer, I find that that offer works well for copywriters. So in your email, you would say something like, you know, uh, hey, Mr. Prospect, if you would like some information on my pricing and my turnaround times for certain types of projects, please reply back and I'll be happy to send you that information. So that's very helpful information to them, okay? Uh, But if you do have an article or a special report or a tip sheet that would be of interest to the prospect, offer to send that as well. Um, so So try to send something helpful. That's part of trying to Keep the conversation going. You've made an introduction, and now you're offering something helpful, and hopefully that'll help you get a reply. So that's number seven, offer to send something helpful. And tip number eight, if possible, get introduced. If you can get an introduction of some kind to a prospect and then send them an email, the chances that they'll open that email and respond positively go up. In fact, if you can get an introduction to a prospect, your chances of, of uh, connecting with them with a prospect in email probably goes up tenfold. For example, uh, I recently got introduced to a, uh, a prospect by a, a mutual uh, friend of mine who's a consultant. And he, he sent one of those emails that goes, Steve, meet John. You know, John is CEO of such and such a company. John meets Steve. Steve is an award-winning copywriter and consultant, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, he sent that email to both of us and he introduced us. He connected us. Now, when I uh, sent a follow-up email, my email prospecting piece, to that CEO, do you think he replied? Of course he replied. He recognized my email right away. He was just introduced to me right, uh, by mutual acquaintance. So if you can find some way to get introduced, that can work like gangbusters. In fact, it's worth the effort to set that up. It's worth the effort of contacting people that you know and know you well and know your work and, and, and trust you and, and seeing if, they can, if, if, if you can get introduced to some of their contacts who could possibly use your copywriting or B2B writing services. It takes a little time to set that up. But it's worth it because um, that can work like gangbusters. In fact, virtually all the email prospecting I do is centered around getting introduced to prospects rather than contacting them totally cold. And by the way, 
You don't have to necessarily get introduced the way I just explained, where someone sends an email and says, Steve meet John, John meet Steve. Um, you can also do the name drop technique. You know, uh, if you can, you can send an email that, to a prospect that says, uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours, John Smith, suggested I give you a call. Or your graphic designer, uh, Jane Anderson, suggested that I give you a call. I'm a copywriter specializing in startup software companies, blah, blah, blah. So you can name drop as well, as long as you got permission of that person. That person genuinely wants to connect you with that prospect. Make sure you get that permission first. But getting introduced in some way is a very powerful technique. In fact, in a future podcast, I'm going to do a whole podcast just on how to get introduced to prospects because that technique can work so well. So that's number eight. If possible, get introduced. Number nine, if you can't get introduced, at least find some common ground. Uh, that uh, graphic designer who contacted me by, by email a couple of days ago, she found some common ground, a common interest. She knew, you know, she discovered that, you know, we're both into cycling. And she used that to break the ice in her email and, and started off in a very friendly conversational way. We immediately had something in common. You know, and that's very engaging when you talk to someone who has something in common with you. By something in common, I mean you could have attended the same conference, for example. So you can send an email, say, uh, hey, well, you and I both attended the same conference. I didn't get a chance to meet you at that conference, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to introduce myself to you now. You know, uh, it could be that you've, uh, in the same niche industry, this is uh, especially useful if you target a narrow niche market. Let's say you target companies that sell equipment to dentists. So you could say, hey, I'm, I'm the copywriter that specializes in working with companies that, that target uh, dental clinics with equipment. I work with uh, different types of, of, of companies that I've never had a chance to introduce myself to you. Uh, so I wanted to do that right now. And you could, and that could be a way to break the ice because you're in the same niche industry. Uh, and there could be many other th ways you can do that as well. But try to find some common ground between you uh, can be a very powerful way to uh, make your email prospecting piece stand out from the other marketing emails that that prospect is getting and make it seem friendly and authentic and, and real and engaging. So that's number nine. And finally, number 10. And this is very, very important because I see this is a mistake that a lot of uh, writers make when they use email prospecting. Number 10, focus your email prospecting efforts only on those potentially ideal prospects. In other words, be very picky about who you send an email prospecting uh, email too, because it takes time to find out about that prospect and to learn enough about that prospect to be able to compose an email marketing piece to them. It takes time to find out, you know, what the common ground might be between you two. It takes time if you're going to try to get introduced to that prospect, and it takes time to compose the email. This isn't something you knock off quickly. It sometimes takes uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour to write a single email marketing piece because it is a, it is a customized, uh, specific email to that one person. And because it takes time uh, and, and you want to get it right, email prospecting, tend, you, know, you can only email prospect to a certain amount of prospects. 
maybe you can send one or two or three of these pieces out a day. And that may take you an hour a day to do that. So you want to be very picky about who you send your email prospecting pieces to. So just reserve email prospecting for your best potential prospects. Those prospects that you see on the marketplace that you'd love to have as clients. The kind of prospects where you think, wow, if I had just one or two of those companies as clients of mine, I'd be set. (laughs) Okay? Those types of ideal prospects. And reserve your email prospecting efforts just for them. So those are 10 guidelines that'll help you do a better job with email prospecting. Just to give you a quick summary, because some of these points are so important, remember that prospecting is an introduction. It's not a sale. You want to keep your email prospecting, uh, your emails short. You want to focus on your very best prospects when you do email prospecting. And you want to be authentic and friendly and have your email uh, be very personalized. And if you do that, you'll find that your email prospecting efforts will pay off. In fact, it may pay off big. So that's this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, would you do me a favor? If if you're trying email prospecting yourself and you're finding that it's working well for you, would you please contact me and tell me your success stories? I'd really appreciate it. Uh, You can reach me. It's very easy. Steve at stevesloanwhite.com. And you can reach me right there. So until next week's B2B writing success, have a great week and uh, grow your B2B writing business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.